1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. Happy Metallica Day to everybody. Ah, uh, right. Seven, Their album was released seven, at midnight last yep, night. Yep. 72 Seasons has dropped. It's out. It's a good one. And, uh, you know, we always write with the world when there's new Metallica music to listen to. It's actually maybe not, maybe not all, but a lot is right in the world. It's actually Milwaukee Day around here or 414 Day. or Okay, yeah. Pittsburgh, I know, just had 412. Yes. Day. Yeah. And Michigan had 31, or Detroit had 313 Day last month. Yeah, you can't really figure out what to do with the folks in the 262 area code, but. February, let's see, when would that make it? If it's February 62, there's 28 days in. It would actually be in May, I think, if you were going to do 262 and go February 62 days uh, out. You could do that, or you could just wait till February of 2062 and celebrate. So have you heard the new Metallica thing? I I have. I've had it for a little while, and it's very good. I mean, if you're a Metallica fan, I think you're going to like it a lot. And if even if you're... Not necessarily a huge fan, but you like hard rock and heavy metal. There's a lot to dig into on this album. It's not, you know, they've the the thrashy Metallica we grew up knowing and loving is is in the rearview mirror, and they're they're much more of a matured heavy rock band now. So What's the a, state of the band? How is everybody? It sounds very good. I mean, if you were watching them on on Jimmy Kimmel this week. I think they're in as good a shape as they've been. I think everybody's in in a good place, good mindset. You know, James Hetfield, his his last rehab, I think, did a did a world of good for him. I think I think they're happy playing together. They're looking forward to being on the road this year, and that's going to include, by the way, if if Metallica is not coming to your neck of the woods on August 18th and 20th, they're going to be streamcasting to cinemas worldwide their concerts from Arlington, Texas. And, you know, this is a tour where they're doing two shows a night apart, two entirely separate shows, they promise. Are tours a good place to go to fall back into old habits for bands? Like a, They don't have to be. Okay. You know, I think, I think the travel is much more controlled now. I dare even say that you know, with whatever protocols are, are in place. And, you know, a lot a lot of the touring artists are still, they're not in full lockdown mode like they were, certainly not in 2021 and a little bit last year. But there's still there's still a lot of care being taken. And I think if, if you're keeping your bubble tight or semi-tight, you're, it's, easy, it's easier to stay the course than maybe if you're inviting a lot more input, shall we say. All right. Very good. Uh, it's kind of a busy weekend here in town. Uh, Amfam Field, the Brewers are on the road. They won't be back until next week. Um, but you got Morgan Wallen playing there oh, yeah. the next two nights. Yeah, doing the two-night two thing. That's that's a massive tour. I believe this, this is opening weekend. The one-night-at-a-time tour. Yeah. Right. And I think this, this is the first weekend for it, so a lot of eyes are going to be on Milwaukee to see what he plays, what the shows are like. I mean, he's made the leap. He certainly was a, an arena amphitheater headliner before this, but it's still a big step to becoming not only a stadium headliner, but a stadium headliner two nights in a row. 
Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what he puts on, and I know every a lot of people will be watching uh, setlist.fm tonight to see what's going on. So is he coming through your neck of the woods? Yeah, yeah, he's coming in, I believe it's the end of June. Okay, right, when the weather is a little more stable in well, the Detroit area. he's playing a dome stadium. Right. He could, he could, but, come, uh, he could have come... He could come on Monday when it's going to be snowing. The but. weather is nice enough here today where they could have the roof open tonight. It's going to be 80 degrees again today. I've got my tea time for this afternoon. So, so if yeah, I'm Morgan, I'm going, let's uh, crank that. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, have, let's have a little fresh air. Screw the lid off of this thing. <laughs> you know, for tonight, I don't know if they're going to want to do it tomorrow night. The weather kind of turns. Yeah. but is, yeah. it screw, is it screws there? I thought it was a handle that you pulled. <laughs> Uh, you blow into a tube, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, we just uh, had this FTX uh, fraud uh, a little a little bit before that. Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, and you know, there's your others. But uh, Fire Festival Two, what? And yes. One thing you Let's... never would have expected to hear about was Fire Festival 2. I mean, it was so, so Mc... bad they made two documentaries about it, Gary. About the fraud. Yeah. I mean, you yes. know, so Billy McFarlane, the the organizer, you know, co-founder, the guy who went to jail for the fraud, gets out of jail, posts on social media this week, Fry Festival 2 is finally happening. Tell me why you should be invited. Rest assured that some of the comments, you know, included included sentiments like so i can kick your ass um <laughs> you know um, excellent i am I, I i and many others are kind of dumbfounded that he would throw this out there but one of the rationales he's putting out there is listen i i owe a lot of people an s load of money 26 million dollars to investors and the best way to make that money back is to make money is to be working and I guess to put on a festival he will say is going to be as legitimate as the first one was fraudulent. Wow, change so is hard, seen, isn't it? It is just hard. Where are they going to have it? Are they going uh, to have- he, you know, the details to come. Uh, you okay. know, it was supposed to have been in Great Exuma in the Bahamas, the first one. And of course, everybody arrived there to find out this doesn't look like a festival site. Because basi- yeah. basically people, what, what island was it before that they were going to do this on? It was I was uh, Great Exuma. Okay. And basically people were dumped there and left for dead yeah, by, by Billy McFarland. He, yeah. His plan, because bands had canceled, he didn't have yeah. the infrastructure. But he had he done had, plenty of jet skiing and, uh, yeah. you know, drinking and fancy dinners. Yeah, and, he was enjoying the party. And yeah. there were there was the pig swim with the, with the, some of the models. Yeah, uh, that the that promoted it and all that stuff. Now, okay, the next question is, and I think I know the answer to this: Is there any band in the world that their management's going to let them sign up for this and say we'll play Fire Festival too? I think if you know, if you show them, not only show them the money, but give them the money. In other words, nobody is going to take the the, the traditional deal of a deposit and we collect upon performance. It's going to be everything up front. If they're willing to do that for some major bands, they'll take it. But the biggest problem... Where's Ja Rule on this one? (laughs) Uh, He has not weighed in that I've seen. But the problem with that is, okay, a regular promoter may go, okay, well, we'll pay you up front. But this guy's already, as you just said, $26 million in the hole. Where's he going to come up with money to pay him up front? you got to find investors. 
If he, oh which boy. begs that which begs that question. If he finds some bank or someone to bankroll this, you just really have you know, to I think we'll all be them. I think we'll all be stunned. We're just we're just still kind of getting over the shock of somebody even putting the idea of a Fire Festival two out there. I may buy a ticket just to have a ticket to Fire Festival two to frame it and put it depends, up, but I would never go. Depends how much they charge you. He may come to you guys and he may want to do it for the annual, you know, for the, the Bob Bridal trip. Bob, oh, for for Spring Bend? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, Billy McFarland, no. To a deserted <laughs> island. Because if you're dumb enough to get in bed with Billy McFarland, you deserve whatever <laughs> happens to you, right? Uh, be, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, we had all our uh, what was the what was the music uh, selection this week into the what the Smithsonian the the oh the, yeah the, the no it's the library the library, library of, of Congress, Congress right the National Recording Registry a lot of uh, familiar names friends and faces including Stairway to Heaven uh, Margaritaville Jimmy Buffett Jimmy Buffett said you know having a song on that list it's uh, it's pretty cool. It is cool. You yeah, know, your rhythmic sweet dreams are made of this. The Police Synchronicity album, Madonna Like a Virgin album, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas Is You, is getting in. John Lennon's Imagine, which marks the first solo recording by a Beatle. You know, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is in there, but this is the first time a solo Beatles recording. Now, I know there's there. a lot of, there is a ton of music every yeah. single year that gets released, and you can only let so many in, so I understand yeah. why it's a very select group but who picks these these songs there's a, to go there's in? a committee at the library of congress made up of you know experts librarians um academics people like that right. so, uh, yeah so it's uh yeah it's well, a great you know, i mean it's it's a, it's a great list you know they even get they get very contemporary there's a daddy yankee song uh this year there's a queen latifah song and mario yeah, soundtrack went in this year yeah I, Does anybody make the case for why it's historically important? They're all, I understand they're, you know, famous tunes by famous artists, yeah. but. I, yeah, I think the view is that they these all in some way move the needle of popular culture in one way or another. Um, you know, it's. I mean, you, you even can't say Gasolina by Daddy Yankee really is the the gateway drug for contemporary Latin music for a lot of people. And that popularized it, you know. And then, you know, Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, certainly a, you know, a seminal album, Wang Dang Doodle by Coco Taylor, good for a laugh, but but also a very important song in the blues world. Uh, so, you know, I have sure. no doubt about that stuff, especially after watching the foods that made America. <laughs> all right. these, the ripple all these, effect of all yes, of it. Yes, the impact that things like, uh, you know, candy corn had. Yeah, oh, Pepsi. Amazing. Speaking yeah. of that, the foods that made America was the Pepsi-Coke uh, battle and all that stuff. But Pepsi, I can tie this into music news, was the first one to have a jingle. Remember That's what that? they said. Yes, On the end? Were. Yeah. Yeah. So, And they were also the first one you know, to dive headfirst into using rock music. Pepsi was? You know, Michael Jackson? Of, yeah, with Michael, the Michael Jackson tie-in, and then they got in bed with Robert Plant uh, with you know, and then some, you know, quite a few others. But didn't that come on the heels of like Steve Wynn, Steve Winwood doing Michelob? That just, no, that was and, just in front of it. Oh, uh, was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Didn't Phil Collins in the other night? Wasn't, wasn't that Michelob that too? Was Michel, that was Michelob. Uh, I think Eric Clapton, the, um, the after new version midnight. of After Midnight, yeah. which, you know, a lot, raised a lot right. of eyebrows at the time. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, but you know, Pepsi did get in did get into using pop music and rock and roll to to market the drink. They pop they Coca were, with their like to teach the world to sing, isn't that that was uh, was you know hippies and uh... okay, yeah. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Pepsi was the first to get in get into it using good pop and, <laughs> and rock music. <laughs> You know, I'm just uh, I'm thinking back to seeing that on TV. Yeah, and, you know that was. Yeah, I made it a hit single here. I'd like to teach the world. To yeah. Sing. The last yeah. time we talked about Peter Frampton, you were no. We talked about his health not being very good. That Peter wasn't in good health. Yeah, that's what he said. He said he was right. having he was having issues. Now he's apparently feeling better because he, the man who did a farewell tour uh, back in 2019 has announced a a never say never tour, which to his credit. As he was speaking to audiences at the end of the initial farewell tours, he did say, never say never. And if I can, I will be back. But it sure didn't look like it at the time. But he's saying now, in a statement, he says now that he's feeling stronger. His fingers are still roaming the fretboard. He does sit down now. He said he was stage. having trouble playing the guitar, right? He, right, yeah. He's, he's kind of he what he said, does. But I guess, yeah. you know, whatever, whether it's medication, whether it's therapy and exercise. So June 21st, he's going to hit the road and tour through August 21st. Be back on the road. He says He says that he has a new appreciation for it, that every note means something more now. Uh, than it did before, which I could understand. And I'm guessing he's playing up. smaller festivals, or he's a side stage at a place like Summerfest, or not the main stage, obviously. Well, he's I'm not, he's doing you know he's doing amphitheaters. He's okay. hitting he's hitting a lot of markets that he didn't on the farewell tour. All right. On the other end of that, Gordon Lightfoot and George Thorogood, yeah. not so much. Yeah, two tours went down this week, both for health reasons. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot canceled all of his North American dates for this year due to health issues and they're not you know they're not saying anything more about that interesting because he was a very he is a very rigorous outspoken health nut aside from he still smokes um but he's he's a big advocate of exercise and keeping himself healthy uh, george thurgood and the destroyers also uh scrapping shows they say because uh, of emergency surgery for george uh, they're not saying anything specific about what that is, but, you know, they say it's going to require a few weeks of recuperation and healing, you know, so their apologies for having to cancel and please respect his privacy. Looking at those two names, I feel like you could spell either name with the letters from the other. I don't know. Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot has, has, has a lot of double O's you know, and a two, T. Two very, yeah, right. You know, G, three G. Very, well, <laughs> right. What is it? Two and three syllables. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, lot of, there's a lot of O's to play with. Yes. Oh, we talked about Metallica's new album, which uh, came out last night. Foo Fighters have some new stuff, huh? We think. So they, they post this. You know, Foo Fighters like to tease everybody. So they posted this cryptic uh, social media post uh, with like 13 minutes of new music and the, and the legend, are you thinking what we're thinking? Implication of that being that they're thinking about new music. It's gotten a lot of fans excited. You know, and uh, we're waiting for a formal announcement about something. They did just announce more headlining dates uh, for the. You know, initially they came out earlier this year. What was it? Four or five festivals, and they've added a few more festival appearances. Um, now, now they've added some of their own headlining dates. So they're clearly gearing up for something. Uh, we still don't know who the drummer is, but you know, and I would assume it's Dave playing drums on any recordings. But we don't know who the touring drummer is. 
All right, so you have to sit tight for that one. Uh, Taylor Swift broke up with her boyfriend this week. Now, that shouldn't be that big a news, but is it big news? It's always it's Taylor Swift. Daddy, that is big news. Um, <laughs> and, you know, people really like them. They were is together. everyone okay? They were. It sounds like it. They were together for six years, um, pretty low-key as a couple, you know, very supportive of each other's work. You know, Joe was certainly around the Taylor universe a lot. And, you know, what the, the anonymous sources are saying is that the relationship had just kind of run its course, that Taylor didn't see them working out in the long run, and, and that Joe was struggling with Taylor's level of fame and the public attention and living mm. with that. And they just, yeah, one of their, one again, anonymous well, you, source. You start dating Taylor Swift and you don't think fame is going to be a factor in that? They've been dating for six years, and six years ago she was wildly, wildly, right. wildly famous. Yes. Yeah, and I think, I think though, it's, it has even stepped up a, a few more notches since then even. And, you know, I mean, you, know, you, you have to imagine, too, a relationship like that, two working entertainers, you're not necessarily seeing each other as much as a normal couple would, which in some cases people might say, you know, is a way to stay together. Um, but, but, you know, it, it probably something like that took its toll. And yeah, if you're not on, on equal footing, it require and especially, let's face it, if it's the woman who's the more famous of the two, you know, it, it requires an enlightened man to, to mm-hmm. live with that and mm-hmm. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Just sit tight and count the money, dummy. Well, yeah. you know, it wasn't necessarily his money. When she says but, jump, you say how high. That's well, how that really. <laughs> or just, or just recognize that. Listen, yours is that yours is the dominant career here, and let you know, all power to you. You know, what can I do? What can I do to be supportive? Yeah, you can go back to Ricky Ricardo and find failures. <laughs> in that yeah, and we saw how up. that, and we saw how that worked yeah, out too, yeah, didn't yeah. we? And I know it's not on the list, but I have to ask. What happened with Motley Crue this week, if anything? Did anybody, oh, yeah, yeah, any, yeah. Any, shot, any more shots fired? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, since we spoke <laughs> last, you know, um, one of the trade publications got a hold of Mick Mars, who talked about, you know, the, the lousy deal they were off severance package. What he felt was a lousy severance package they were offering him, that he felt they were, they'd been trying to force him out of the band for years when he maintained he was the one who, what did he say? Yeah, I carried those bastards for years. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, awesome. and I guess, and you know, that he was a, that he was a co-founder, that it was him finding the investor that allowed Motley Crue to get going in the first place. Um, both of the attorneys had things to say, you know, obviously Motley Crue's attorney saying, look, we're offering Mick a package that we don't have to, you know, but we're allowing him to continue revenue sharing from revenue that, he shouldn't be entitled to, um, you know, Motley's attorney basically, or I'm sorry, Mick's attorney basically saying, no, that's wrong. <laughs> um, interestingly, just yesterday, uh, Nikki Six posted yet again more information about he and John Five, the new guitar player, working on new material. So with the, the alarm bells, that sounds, in terms of Mick Mars, is that, well, Mick's retirement is supposed to be from the road and he was supposed to remain a member of motley crew and part of the recording operation now it's looking like you know they're viewing uh, john five as the you know as the guitarist yeah i actually so, kind of love this 
I love that they're fighting uh, and they're just saying be... everything they want to say. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. uh, there's plenty more to come. Oh, just sit tight. A, without a doubt. As you know, there will be deposi- there will be more filings and depositions. And, you know, yeah, this could be the gift that keeps on giving uh, for a while. And, of course, it gives Motley Crue a reason to continue touring. Sure. Uh, past their retirement because they need to make the money to pay the lawyers. All right, Gary, we're out of time. All right, you guys have a great weekend. Right, we'll go, ta- go Bucks this weekend. Uh, yes. yes, exactly. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Gary Graff, our music guy.